Welcome to the Extraordinary Women Podcast, and I am so happy you're here. I'm Sherry Harmel, your host for the next 30 minutes or so, and you must be an extraordinary woman if you're here listening today. This is the place where we have conversations about relevant, current, and important topics for today's women. From finding that elusive balance that we all seek, to clearing out the stuff that we no longer need in our lives. Those are our conversations and not much is off limits. The mission of the Extraordinary Women podcast is to give you ideas, inspiration, and even hope that your dreams are absolutely possible. So let's get started. Making a house a home isn't a weekend project. Slowing down truly can help you to connect with the woman you are today as well as the woman you are becoming. And then you can start to add the pieces that make your house your unique home. Ladies, if you enjoyed this podcast, then I know you're going to love the Extraordinary Women magazine. I named the magazine Extraordinary Women because every issue has interviews with at least two extraordinary women who probably remind you a little of yourself because my guess is you too are an extraordinary woman. Try on that label for size. And if you know of someone you think I should interview who you think is truly needs to be highlighted in the magazine, please message me. This magazine is a dream-supporting, dream-inspiring magazine that I just know you're going to love. It's got ideas, it's got recipes, some lifestyle suggestions that are meant to give you hope and encouragement, which, honestly, we all need more of today, don't we? Plus, in issue three, we have added a section called Home Matters. I had so many people ask me about my Paris apartment and the decorating process of my Boston apartment, which I'm right in the middle of right now, that I decided to embrace another of my loves, which is the home. Also, there is my Parisian attitude section. I'll be back in Paris in my Paris apartment starting mid-October. And in this magazine, is where I share, that particular section is where I share all the daily musings and experiences around my life in Paris. We are also creating a small, special Paris holiday magazine. So if you love Paris and you want to receive it, subscribe to the magazine now and you'll receive that little issue as a gift. Married or solo, kids grown or still at home, corporate careers, entrepreneur, stay-at-home mother, or even retired. This magazine is meant to be like your best friend who appreciates you, encourages you, and inspires you to find that secret to happiness. Join us by clicking the subscribe button at sherryharmel.com or check out my Instagram page. Nothing is complicated. Just good stories, a little inspiration, and a cup of hope. Thank you, and as I say to my friends and neighbors in Paris, abiento.
Hello everyone and welcome to the Extraordinary Women podcast where we chat about the issues that women just like you are thinking about, dealing with, and working through in their daily lives. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Sherry Harmel, editor and chief creative of the Extraordinary Women magazine. And life, you know, sometimes just gets a little complicated. But always remember, ladies, that you are truly, truly an extraordinary woman. Well, today's conversation is about making a house a home. And does that even matter? Making a house a home is one of my absolute favorite things to do. Honestly, I should have been a designer. I love houses, all sorts of houses. When I was a young girl, I had a paper route. I think I've shared that before. And the fourth week of every month, I was out at night to collect the fees from the subscribers. Well, it was usually dark outside. I grew up in Minnesota. And with the lights on inside, I could look into the homes as I went from house to house. I created stories around the lives of the people who I thought must live in each house. Honestly, that probably started my love of homes. Cape Cod, Mediterranean, Colonial, Paris Apartment, or Boston Condo, I love them all. And I still enjoy going on home tours and imagine how I would live in each space. How and where would I spend my time? Where would I read a book, work on projects, entertain my family and friends? But now, at this stage of my life as a divorced woman with children who are grown and having moved from a single family home in Minneapolis to my Boston condo, I wondered, does making a house into a special home still matter? Have I reached the age or lifestyle at which point I need to live with what I have, even if it's not who I am today? Well, during COVID, as we all know, because you probably did it, Americans spent more money on their homes than any other time in history because suddenly our homes mattered to us. It, they mattered more to us than they ever had before. We worked, we cooked, we cleaned, and we lived in those homes, whether solo or with our families. We were in our homes as, and for longer periods of time than we had ever been before. We had the time to look around our homes and wonder, hmm, what could this house become? And I want to suggest we might also have thought much more about whether or not our homes reflected ourselves and our own unique culture. That is when we start to make a house a home. Now our home may or may not be magazine ready, but it's the place we live and now work in that honestly smells, feels, and operates as a support or even the container to our lives. So yes, making your house a home is super important, regardless of your age, lifestyle, who you live with, whether you live alone, where you live. As a woman, I think making a house a home is even more important to us. In nature, it's usually the female who makes the nest just right. And I can't tell you, honestly, how many corporate women shared with me during COVID 
that they developed a relationship with their homes that they had never had before. So yes, regardless of your life circumstances, like I said, your stages, who will be living in the home, it does your soul good to make your house a home. But how do you do that? Well, I started out this podcast by sharing that I created stories when I looked into the family homes along my paper route. So pretend, pretend that you are walking into your home and you don't know the woman that lives there. Can you see what she's interested in? Can you sense what she values? What and who does she love? Your home, in a very weird way, is the story of you. It helps you to remember who you are, all the stages, all the roles, all the ages of your life. But because we have limited spaces, we also have to think about how much of our home is memorializing the past and how much is about the woman you are today as well as the woman you are becoming. As a single woman of a certain age, it would have been very easy for me to make my home almost a shrine to what was. I was a wife. I was a mother. But I want to encourage you to stretch beyond those roles you used to have and embrace the person you are today and maybe even the woman you are evolving to become. This home, the home you are in right now, needs to honor your past but also reflect the current and future you. When I left Minneapolis, I had to let go of so many of my things that I began to think that my lack of space was about leaving treasures and even memories behind, and that my future required me to give up my loves, or dare I say addictions, of china, silver, paintings, and books. <laughs> so I took the time, and I think that's the most important part of this today, is to take the time, as I did, to ponder over who you are and what's truly, truly important to you. After a few months of living, seriously, if I flip my camera around, you all would be shocked, living with my boxes, I realized, I craved color. I needed some deep colored walls to ground me because my corner unit, my corner apartment, has windows on two sides and the ocean is just across the street. It's absolutely fabulous, beautiful, but I sort of feel like I'm floating, really ungrounded. As for my furniture, it's all really good furniture, I love it, but it's in the colors of blues and creams. So it doesn't work anymore. And I'm recovering all of it with these bright colors that I'm now embracing. I'm sharing some of this design process, just so you know, in the Extraordinary Women magazine, because women are so interested in decorating and design. But today we're gonna to talk about the steps of this. And the first step to making your house a home is that you, you reflect on who you are today and what you are striving to become. I love to entertain with all sorts, as I said, all sorts of china, glassware, and silver. I love, love a beautiful bar area, even if I only drink a glass of wine from time to time. I love books, and I like keeping my favorite books. 
but I have no space. So what to do? Well, in the Extraordinary Women magazine, this issue that's coming out October 1st, I share one that one of my favorite, favorite design books by the wonderful Kit Kemp. I've followed Kit for years. I probably followed her for decades. I stay in her number 16 hotel every single time I'm in London. It's the most incredible place. It, it truly, you know, from top to bottom is interesting. Even the elevator, they're in the elevator, which is not very bit large, actually. There's this big flowered wallpaper. It's absolutely gorgeous, or at least that's what it was two years ago when I was last there. And then on the wall of the, of the elevator is the most detailed handmade diorama. Now, the hotel is only three stories high, so as you stare into the diorama, you'll actually want to ride the elevator up and down so that you can get a really good look. And the elevator is like the rest of her hotel. There's a story in every single nook, corner, and viewpoint in the common areas of that hotel. So, as I said, I'm embracing Kit Kemp's design style. I'm now creating a home that portrays my story, my story of today. And as I let go of what maybe some of my preconceived design rules were, I started to see possibilities in the quirkiness of my apartment. I'm telling you, it's very quirky. Just yesterday, I designed a funny cupboard that's like a, something that could be built in, a little extension off of a pillar wall, if you want to call it that, that's only going to be one glass deep. It's not going to take up much room. It won't impede into the room. And yet I'll be able to access my gorgeous glassware from this cupboard. So suddenly, because I've taken the time, this rather quirky, contemporary, truly non-symmetrical space is starting to become my home. But what about you? What if you live in a home with family, lots of family? Yes, you have to be considerate of their habits and the needs of everyone in the house, but you can still make the house your home. And it all starts with knowing yourself, your true self. We all have very different ideas of what we like, the look, the style, the feel, the color. Neither of my children's homes look like my home. They don't like the same sort of things. So Pinterest is great. I also love magazines, but filter absolutely everything that you look at by checking in with how that object the color or the fabric makes you feel. Get small bottles of paint. Yeah, whatever that maybe your top three or top five favorite colors and paint poster boards, put them up on the walls. And trust me, right away, you will feel a difference when you look at one color versus another. Sit in different rooms and then sit in different seating areas within each room. Like if it's your dining room and you usually sit at one end of the table, sit as though you're a guest. Walk into the living room and sit in a place that you've never sat. What's the view? How does it make you feel? Now, if you need an area for an office, try out different areas in your house. Actually, spend a week working in one particular area. 
Maybe it's the bedroom, a hallway, or even a staircase landing. Dining rooms, believe it or not, are making a comeback as people are now using them for, you know, multiple purposes. Dining rooms have become offices, uh, study areas for children, even libraries. Ask yourself as you look around at all the things in your home, all the memorabilia, do the photos, the knickknacks, whatever it is that you have sitting around, do they speak to you? Do they energize you? The tiniest objects can actually make us feel more alive, more positive, and more encouraged. So do pay attention to how you feel because our homes and the things in our homes have energy. You probably don't even notice it unless you get really quiet, quiet enough that you can feel it. But when you do, the rewards of your beautiful space can be unmeasurable, truly. Now, I want to leave you with a quote from the School of Life. School of Life operates out of London, which so perfectly expresses what I wanted to share with you today. Here it is. Home means the place where our soul feels that it has found its proper physical container, where every day the objects we live amongst quietly remind us of our most authentic commitments and loves. Thank you for listening today. If you want to hear more, just tune in every Monday for a new episode. And if you felt this podcast was helpful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any conversations and that you also get notified when we have special gatherings. If you liked this episode, please share it with another extraordinary woman. And if you have a moment, I'd very much appreciate you leaving a review. Now, if you want to hear more about the Extraordinary Women magazine, which includes much more than just the magazine, reach out to me via social media or join us at sherryharmel.com. I look forward to our next conversation, and I hope you do too. 